We're learning to journey to the corner of faith and life. And so far in the book of James, we've talked about trials and temptations being part of the Christian journey. We're, we're not um, exempt uh, because we're journeying with Jesus from trouble, but that God is with us each step of the way. Uh, we're not showing favoritism to one another over the other. And, and we talked about the fact that our faith is shown through action. Then the struggle to tame the tongue. And so today, uh, at this intersection, as we journey to the corner of faith and life, we're going to talk about spiritual maturity and what that looks like. Um, what becomes more mature in our faith as we uh, journey with Jesus and get to know him more? Well, we're going to be looking at the first uh, 12 verses, but I want to actually start kind of in the middle in verse 8. I feel like that is the crux of this section, um, and so much sort of hinges on uh, verse 8. Our journey to the corner of life and faith is learning how our faith is worked out in real life. And I think eight kind of draws that really close. So it says this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And some, uh, another version I read said it this way, come near to God and he will come near to you. Well, to start, I want to answer uh, two questions today. What, is that, what does that even mean? Come near to God and he'll come near to you. And, and how can we actually do that? And then I want to look through the other verses, the other 11 verses, and see how those um, kind of fit into us living near God. Well, first, this verse is an invitation, come near to God or draw near to God, and then a promise, um, he will draw near to you. So we're invited to draw near to God, and he promises to draw near to us. He won't uh, force his way into our life. He will wait for us uh, to ask him, but he just desperately wants to be near us. And so when I think of coming near, I think of what does that mean? And uh, if you're in a thriving relationship, either a friendship or a thriving marriage relationship, um, how did you get to know each other? Uh, if you uh, think of a, a thriving relationship, what work did it take for you to get there? The, um, marriage relationships and, and friendship relationships don't just randomly happen one day. There, there's work that it takes to get there. There's a direct correlation to your closeness with that person that you might be thinking of in your mind and the amount of time that you spend together. Maybe you uh, talk every day to this person. Um, if it's your spouse, I sure hope you are. Um, or, or maybe multiple times a day uh, you're talking to uh, this friend or this spouse. Maybe you text messages uh, during the day or call one another. To build relationships, you often you know, maybe spend time together. You go on walks, you talk late into the night. Maybe that's only if you're young. I, I have a strict 10 o'clock bedtime. Uh, maybe you uh, share exciting news with one another. And I'm sure you also share hard news with one another. I certainly do with my friends and, and with Ron. You talk about dreams together for your future. You encourage one another. Um, I have a dear friend who often challenges me, which is really helpful for me. You listen to one another. And so when I think of what it means to draw near to God, I think of basically all those same principles. Um, drawing near to God means we're talking to him every day and multiple times a day. Um, you're reading his messages, his, uh, not text messages, that would be really lovely if he could text us on our phones, but we have his word, we have the scripture. And so we have messages from God. You can go on walks and talk late into the night to God. You share exciting, exciting news with him, um, celebration, and you also talk about hard things with him. You talk about your dreams for the future, and you, you receive encouragement and challenge from God, and you listen to his voice. 
drawing near to God looks like reading the Bible or learning more about what Jesus was like, talking uh, to other people about what they understand about what Jesus is teaching them, being teachable, opening to hear from other people, opening to learn, uh, maybe in a life group or, or maybe just on podcasts or, or messages that you're listening uh, even here this morning. Drawing near looks like um, in, a, in a group of people where you can challenge one another, where you can pray for one another, and, and ultimately, drawing near to God is life-changing, right? You should look different uh, when you draw near to God. You, you should sound different. You should spend your time differently because of drawing near to God. You should spend your money differently, right? You should conduct your business differently or talk to people differently or treat people differently. And I hope that as you as we talk through this passage today, what will ring through for you is this, um, the many changes that happen as we draw near to God. So let's go back to the beginning of the chapter now. Uh, the first three verses are talking about um, what difference it makes when God is in our life, when we're drawing near to God. The first three verses are talking about fights amongst one another. James is talking about fights amongst, amongst the Christian people that he has sending that, that letter to. The evil desires in their hearts, a jealousy from what other people have, and, and not asking God um, sort of in the right way, but asking God for things with selfish motives, for things that we want but not necessarily need. Well, when we draw near to God and are growing in our spiritual maturity, everything should be changing. And no, we will not be perfect. My grandma wasn't perfect as I talked about her, and mercy, <laughs> neither am I. So we're not going to be perfect, but as we come near to God, our motives should look more like God's. Our actions should look more like him. Our selfish requests and our petty jealousy should become less and less pronounced as we journey on this road drawing more to Jesus. You may find yourself having small victories and you should celebrate those. One day you might just find yourself saying, thank you, God for helping me today. I really had this selfish motivation at the beginning of the day, but you helped shape that. You helped change it. And, and, I, and I was actually generous like you are. And, um, and that is a victory that we can have as we draw near to God, as we are changing and becoming more like him. Verses four and five talk about drawing near to God as opposed to or, or instead of drawing close to the world around us. James says that when we become friends with the culture, becoming more like the culture around us than God, that he actually gets jealous. Like, like a spouse would be jealous and upset if we were spending more time with someone other than them. If I were to compare and contrast uh, drawing near to God as opposed to drawing near to the world, it, it could sound like something like this. And th there are many other examples, but here's, here's just a couple. Being focused on money and power instead of being focused on generosity and being humble. Being focused on getting from others, instead of being focused on giving to others. When we draw near to the world, we, be, we are being told we need to become strictly independent, rely on ourselves for everything. We can do it on our own. Instead of drawing near to God and realizing that we really are dependent on him and we need to depend on God. A final example could be being focused on just wants instead of what we actually really need. 
And I'm sure you could think of others as well. And maybe in your life, in a season that you're in, there's something that kind of rings uh, true for you. Well, drawing near to God helps us resist the desire of self. (laughs) I love the shift that happens in verse 6. It says this, And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God. The NIV version says it this way, but he gives, but God, he gives more grace, more grace. And I love this picture. (laughs) Do we not need more grace right now? I think we need more grace for one another. We need grace for ourselves. We're in really difficult times. Um, We are experiencing so many firsts and we're trying to sort through and move through so many unknowns. And I think now is really a time where we need more grace. We need God to give us just a generous amount of grace for one another and for ourselves. As we journey to this corner of life and faith, becoming more like Jesus, he just continues to offer us more grace, grace in generous amounts. And I sure need it. And I'm so glad that God is willing uh, to do that for us. Drawing near to God isn't a perfect process. Um, And if it is, I I haven't learned the way yet. Um, But some days, if I'm honest, I act and talk more like Jesus than other days. And and sometimes when I I do, I'm I'm almost surprised. Um, As I continue to journey with Jesus, drawing near to him, spending more time with him, this should happen more often. And and maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Um, But that's what I see in some of the dear people in our church, uh, my grandma that I talked about earlier, um, not necessarily older people, but people who have been journeying with Jesus a long time, people who are, have been drawing closer to God, and they just look so much more like Jesus. And as I see them, I want to be more like them. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to act like they do. And it, um, it's their humble quietness that draws me in in such a powerful way. Not their loud boisterousness or their forcefulness, but their quiet humbleness of how they draw near to God calls me to want to draw near to God as well. well part of that drawing near is humbling ourselves, just like that verse said. And this is one of the hardest things for me because I'm sure I'm right. And uh, I'm sure I know what's best. My family is laughing in the background right now. I can just imagine it. Um, so often I'm willing to fight for something because I'm, I'm just sure that I'm right. It's so important to be right, isn't it? Um, but that's my sinful nature shining through, is it not? It's not my spiritual maturity or any kind of maturity probably. And it doesn't make me look anything like Jesus. That's not how he acted. That's not how he treated people. Humbling myself in Jesus means admitting that I don't always know what's right. Humbling myself is surrendering my way, um, my ideas to his. Submitting to his ideas, to his dreams. Submitting my talents to God, not for fame or glory, but for his. As we humble ourselves and draw near to God, the next section of verses says we, we can actually resist the devil. The devil is tempting us with fame and glory and accolades and power, kind of like culture. And as we draw near to God, we can resist the devil 
We, those, those things are earthly things. And as we look more like Jesus, we just have the power and the ability to do that. Well, if you're following along in your Bible, look down at verse 10. Humbling yourself, be, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Uh, culturally, this is backward teaching, right? The last will be first. The weak will be made strong. The humble will be lifted up. It's completely opposite of gaining power, uh, climbing the ladder of success, making a name for yourself. Um, Jesus' way, as we, as, if you've been studying the Bible for a long time, is often opposite. And it certainly is here too. As we draw near to God, we can resist that need. We can resist that desire uh, that sort of boils up inside of us. Well, finally, as, as we draw near to God, it should change in uh, how we speak about others and to others. In verses 11 and 12, it's talking about criticizing other people and judging them. And James is imploring his audience and us as we hear it today to be careful about how we speak, not to be critical and judgmental uh, to others because it, it, that's not our job to do so, this passage says. Interestingly, James often mentions how we talk. In the previous chapter, remember last week, uh, Pastor Pat talking about taming our tongues. And in fact, if you look through the Bible, there are so many uh, verses and messages and passages about our mouths and how much trouble we can get in. They clearly knew, Jesus clearly knew that that would be something we would struggle with. And so it is just repeated over and over again in the Bible. Well, as we draw near to God, how we talk about people, how we talk to people, should look more and more like how Jesus talked to people. Loving kindness. Yes, challenge. Some of you will say, well, we need to be telling people the truth in love. Absolutely. But the motivation is loving kindness, speaking the truth in love. And if we look at Jesus' examples uh, throughout the Bible, it's often different than at least my default to uh, jump to fast, critical judgments of others. Well, as I think back over my grandma's life, who, again, I know she wasn't perfect, but, but as she drew closer to God over her journey with Jesus, over her faith journey, she looked more and more like Jesus. And here in our church at Waynefleet BIC, and I know I don't know everyone watching today, but in this community, there are a number of older people and, if, and some younger too, who I have seen over their lifetime become sweeter, kinder, more grace-filled, filled with more humility, and they look more and more like Jesus. Their spiritual maturity shines through. They have a mind that is focused and drawn to Jesus. And as they have spent time building that relationship, getting to know Jesus, they have become more like him. And I think that's exactly what James is trying to show us today. My prayer for me and, and for you is that we will become more and more like Jesus. We will look more and more like those people that I admire, but their spiritual maturity is so obvious and so genuine and so selfless. Do you have someone in your life who is spiritually mature that you can look up to? Someone who looks more and more like Jesus to you every day? I hope there's someone in your life 
like that. Someone maybe who can mentor you or you can learn from afar or you can learn from close mentorship and conversation. Well, if you're interested in being mentored by someone who has spiritually uh, matured down the journey, no, they're not going to be perfect because none of us are. But we would love to help you as a pastoral staff get into a mentoring relationship that would help you connect with someone who has learned how to draw near to God and that he has come near to them and they just look more and more like him. I want to challenge you with two questions today. What does it look like in your life to draw near to God? How are you drawing near to him? And maybe you're not sure and maybe that feels too ambiguous. Um, Maybe this question will help. What in your life could you start doing today that would help you draw near to God, that would help you build a thriving relationship with him? And it can be easy. Maybe it's just when you go on your walk today that you always take, you actually intentionally ask God to just speak with you or you just talk to him out loud. Uh, ramble on kind of like I do. And you will start to begin drawing near to God. Maybe it's spending more time in the word, um, reading passages of scripture. Maybe it's joining a life group so that you can learn around other people. Um, You can be challenged by them and they can pray for you and they can support you. What would be that one thing that you could do today to start uh, drawing closer to God? Because he has promised that as you draw near to him, that he will come near to you. Let's pray. God, this passage in James is challenging. Um, And if I see it as a whole and trying to do all those things by myself, I say, I can't. (laughs) Um, But you do not leave us alone. We are not just floundering about um, trying to look more like you. you. You are giving us the courage to do so. You're giving us the tools to do so. And you promise that if we draw near to you, that you will draw near to us and that that will change our behavior. It'll change even our motives in our hearts and our minds. It will change how we talk to people, how we treat people. It will change our um, sinful desires that want to be the top of the ladder and want to be known for things. It, It will teach us how to be humble. It will teach us how to speak to people, how to, how to look more and more like you. And so God, I pray that you would help us on this journey. It is hard it is hard, but we want to we wanna become more like you. We want to look more like you so that the people around us, people that we come in contact with um, in a grocery store lineup, in our workplaces, would immediately be, um, they would just immediately be changed because they notice something is different about us. So God, I pray that you would help us as we learn how to draw closer to you. And that looks different for all of us, God. Thank you for being um, the provider of more grace. Thank you for generously giving us your grace as we learn how to draw near to you. And as we make mistakes and as we repent and we come back, we ask for your forgiveness and we come back to this drawing near. And sometimes, Lord, we're in a season of not wanting to draw near. We're frustrated and we are um, disappointed. And there's so many unknowns and we we just feel like we can't draw near. God, I pray that if there's people listening today who feel like that, I pray that you would just um, come so close to them. Put someone in their life that can encourage them, that can support them. And God, I pray that if, if we are feeling like we're in a good place right now, we're, we're drawing near to God and you're, you're drawing near to us. And, and um, I pray that we would be attentive to the people around us who may need 
a word of encouragement that you're giving us. Give us courage to um, say those things. Give us courage to support one another and encourage one another in those ways. And Lord, as we are more and more looking like you, your name will be honored and your name will be glorified and your name will be known. And so we pray that we would be wonderful ambassadors for you here today. We give you all these things in your name, I pray. Amen.